With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming to you live from our Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. This is Sounders Weekly with your host, Jackson Feltz. Good evening. Welcome into Sounders Weekly. Fresh and clean and clear on 93.3 KJRFM. Thank you for making the switch. If you're listening to us right now here, you're listening to us on the new and only FM home for Seattle sports, Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM. My name is Jackson Feltz. This is Sounders Weekly, each week covering all things Sounders FC. Usually we're over on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., but we have Kraken Hockey tomorrow on 93.3. So here we are on Monday night here for Sounders Weekly. We switch around every so often. So thank you for joining us on this special Monday edition of Sounders Weekly. Uh, A lot to cover here in terms of Sounders soccer because the club is on the edge of what could be a major, major moment in the club's history, something that they have never done before, and that is reaching a CONCACAF Champions League final. Now, if you are new to this tournament, if you follow some MLS action, if you don't follow the team at all, maybe you're just listening to us for the first time, maybe you're trying to get into soccer. Basically, what the CONCACAF Champions League is, is it's a tournament to show who is the best team in a global region, and this region covers all of North America, North and Central America. I should say. So it has Mexican teams, and Mexico has dominated the tournament. They've won a ridiculous straight number of CONCACAF Champions Leagues. But you play teams from Honduras, like the Sounders beat a team from Honduras, Matagua. That was in the, what, round of 16. They advanced to the quarterfinals. They got past Club Leon, and now here they are in the semifinals where they are playing another MLS team, actually. It's the first time in CONCACAF Champions League history that two MLS teams have faced off against each other in a semifinal where the Sounders are facing New York City FC. And the Sounders played the first leg of that because these are all two-leg series. That's important to note. There is a home and an away match in these two legs. And in the first leg, which was held at Lumen Field just last Wednesday, the Sounders looked very, very good. Uh, Yes, they gave up one goal. It was just, you know, we've talked about it a number of times. It's a brain fart where simply there was a ball to the back post. Tati headed it down, and I believe it was Thiago put it in the back of the net, and that actually equalized the match for New York. Uh, but the Sounders roared back, and they did exactly what we wanted to see them do. And you get an outstanding goal from Jordan Morris. Uh, credit where it's due, the officiating. And and listen, you know, CONCACAF, one of the things with CONCACAF Champions League, if you're new to soccer, if you're new to this whole thing, is that typically CONCACAF referees are some of the worst in this sport. Um, there's a whole thing of just CONCACAF officiating where it's just an ongoing 
ongoing joke about how bad it is. And if you have watched many of these tournaments, you know it can get really, really bad. Uh, but credit where it's due, the referees here, and, and for, frankly for the referees for the most of these legs have been pretty darn good, but especially this last Wednesday at Lumen Field, the officiating for that first leg was very, very good. Yes, you know, Javier Arriaga gets a yellow on something he probably shouldn't have. I would argue that Javier Arriaga probably should have gotten a yellow card far earlier on in that game, uh, but he didn't. He kind of kept doing little, little, little things. It was an accumulative yellow card. So the final act that he did in the 80th whatever minute, you know, that wasn't a yellow card offense, but because he had done all of these things, I think he probably earned that yellow card over the course of the match. Uh, so that was fair, but overall, you know, one moment stands out because uh, Raul Ruiz taken down in the box and the match, I wouldn't say stopped, but the Sounders and enough Sounders players got everybody's attention, got the referee's attention enough to say, you need to look at this. He was clearly fouled in the box. That is a penalty kick. And in the moment and in the run of play, you're, you're kind of watching this happen and you're kind of saying, are they going to you know, force him to go take a look at it? And whoever's ear they needed to get in, they got in that person's ear. They delayed enough time where, yes, it went to VAR. It was reviewed. The right call was made. Penalty kick. Sounders got the penalty. Nicholas Ladero puts it in the back of the net and they take the 3-1 lead. A great job by the team. I know they kind of tried to storm for a 4 Fourth goal uh, really got close a couple times, but it does end three to one. And at the end of the day, a three to one final where you get a, a great goal by Jordan Morris, you get another great goal from Albert Rusnak, his first as a Seattle Sounder. That was great to see early on in that match. And then Nico with a penalty, and you add all of these things up, and at the end of the day, you're sitting exactly where you want to be with a two goal lead. And yes, you have to fly to the East Coast, and the Sounders have flown. They flew earlier today. They are, I believe, now in New York, and the game isn't even being played in New York City. We'll get to that in here in a few minutes. Uh, the game's actually going to be played in Harrison, New Jersey. We'll talk about that in a moment. But they're in New York now, and they're getting ready to play uh, New York City FC. That will be in leg two, which is coming up Wednesday, in a couple days from right now. We will have a 5.30 pre-match and 6 o'clock kickoff over on 9.50 KJR, and now 9.50 is one of our sister stations. We are on 93.3 KJR-FM, but over on our sister station, the old main one, 9.50 AM, that will have Sounders versus New York City. Once again, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock kickoff here coming up on Wednesday for Sounders in New York City. That is leg two, and if with a 3-1 lead, you're sitting where you want to sit because... As long as you don't lose 2-0, and because what would happen is if the Sounders lost 2-0, it would fin- finish with an aggregate of 3-3, three to three. but this is where the annoying thing of road goals come in. Because New York City scored one goal here in Seattle, a 2-0 Sounders loss would result in New York City going through because they have that road goal and the Sounders have none. So basically, just don't lose by three-plus goals and don't lose by a score of two to nothing but if you lose one to nothing if you lose i guess three to one would send you to an extra 30 minutes if you lose four to two if you lose five to three i know i'm getting into crazy situations here right but if if the sounders score one plus goals in this game it forces new york to score four plus in order to win outright but a three one would go to 30 minutes uh four one new york would go through obviously because that's a three goal difference you know it's it's 
mathematics here, and listen, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but at the end of the day, you can figure out that with a two-goal lead, that is something that the Sounders have a very, very good position with, that they can take forward into Wednesday, not necessarily play conservatively, because as we saw, they led Club Leon 3 to nothing through one leg in that series in the quarterfinals. They go down to Mexico, and it's a 1-1 final, and we didn't see the team necessarily just back off. They didn't back off at all. They stayed foot on the gas ready to rock and roll, and we saw them score towards the end of that first half. I believe it was a Freddie Montero penalty kick uh, where Joao Paulo was fouled in the box. Freddie hits. Sounders lead one nothing, and in that one, we knew at that point that, that Club Leon was going to have to score five. Yes, 3-1 is certainly a different situation, but it's not a bad situation. It's a good situation. You are up two goals right now. You don't have to fly all the way down to Mexico, deal with an incredible opposing fan base like we see in those Mexican stadiums. It's just New York, and that leads us into where the Sounders are playing. And We do have a big show coming up. Garth Lagerway is going to join us in a little bit. We're also going to talk to Dylan Butler. He's out there in New York City. He covers all of MLS, but specifically New York City FC coming up a little bit later on. Uh, so a lot to get to here in Sounders Weekly, but, but it leads us into the conversation of where the Sounders are playing. Now, New York City FC, who's the opponent here coming up in CONCACAF Champions League semifinals, they are going to be hosting the match. But they're not exactly hosting the match. So what that means is New York City plays out of Yankee Stadium, and they normally play all their matches there. The problem is, is that with CONCACAF Champions League, when you play these international tournaments, you have to have certain field specifications. And in case you don't know, not all soccer fields are the same. It's a little bit like baseball stadiums where just, you know, because one stadium has 300 whatever feet to left field doesn't mean the other stadiums have that exact footage. They are all very different. Uh, Like Lumen Field is a different size. It's much larger than Yankee Stadium where New York City FC plays. So when you play these international tournaments, there are certain regulations and specifications that these overriding leagues have to follow. Well, CONCACAF, which is, again, the governing body that looks over all of North and Central American soccer teams, CONCACAF has certain specifications for what your stadium needs to be. Well... Yankee Stadium is too small for those guidelines. It is just too small of a stadium. So CONCACAF said, okay, New York City, you cannot play in your home stadium. And this has been a problem so far throughout this uh, CONCACAF Champions League here this year, where New York City has not been able to play in their home stadium yet. They've had to go various places, and the place that they will be hosting, and hosting I use in quotation marks, the place they're going to be hosting the Sounders on Wednesday is their rival stadium New York Red Bulls over in this isn't even I couldn't make this up Harrison New Jersey they aren't even playing in their home state okay I'll say that again New York City FC is not even playing or hosting in their home state. They have to go across the river, and yes, I know it's close, but still. They have to go over to Harrison, New Frickin' Jersey to host this semifinal second leg. 
Who knows how many fans they get? I'm not sure what exactly the crowd is going to look like. It's certainly not going to look like one of those Mexican stadiums. But what is for fact is the fact that they aren't really hosting. They're in a road stadium playing as the home team. That is going to give some equal footing for this game. So you add all this together. Sounders with a two-goal lead. They're very healthy. We will talk about it with Garth Logaway. There's one injury question to Yamar Gomez-Andretti that we're going to have to talk about in a little bit. But other than that, they are very healthy. The front six of Rui Diaz, Morris, Ladero, Christian Roldan, Joao Paulo, Albert Rusnak, all six of them that have been scoring goals at an awesome pace. Five goals in the last two games. You get the three on New York this last week, right? So all of them ready to go. You add that in. You add the fact that New York City is not really playing at home. They're playing in the same area, but they're not even playing in their home stadium. They're not in their home locker room. And if you talk to any player... It just feels better being in a home locker room where they're not going to have that, right? So you add all these pieces together. Listen, just me personally, as a fan right now, I'm feeling pretty good. And I don't want to jinx anything, so knock on every piece of wood you possibly can right now. I'm feeling good because with a lead, seeing what the Sounders did against Club Leon in that second leg down in Mexico, knowing Brian Schmetzer and hearing Brian Schmetzer, and, and you know, I think we have the clip right now. So let's go back to last Wednesday at Lumen Field. This was Brian Schmetzer in the locker room at Lumen Field after a 3-1 to win to beat New York in the first leg last Wednesday. Just listen to Brian here. That was an entertaining, very good, well-played game. But... We're only halfway there. We are only halfway there. We gotta finish the business because we put ourselves in a very, very, very good spot. And so let's make sure we don't f this up. Clear? Okay. Brian Schmetzer, you hear that. And the way that he speaks to his team, this isn't a team that is, is resting on any lures. This isn't a team that's going to go into this match and just play defensively. We haven't seen that ever from a Sounders team. They aren't just going to sit back and absorb pressure. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to come out and they're going to also want to put the first goal in the back of the net like they did in Mexico because they know if they score one to win, New York has to score four. And that's a giant, giant number. And when you have Stefan Fry in goal, when you have Nuhu defensively and he's coming back, I know he had the yellow card suspension there in that first leg. You have Nuhu back at left back or he might even play center back. I believe Javier Arriaga might be suspended. He might be on yellow card uh, accumulation right now, actually. But you have Jackson Reagan, who's been playing outstanding. Alex rolled on. And then the holding midfielders of Joao Paulo and Rusnak's been great in that position, too. And if you need to slide Obed Vargas in there, you can. All of that has been great. So even if New York does come at you, and they are going to have to come after you, you just know the first 15 minutes of this match could be very interesting with New York throwing a lot of pressure Seattle's way. But overall, you add all this together. I'm feeling good about this situation. It just comes down to executing. It just comes down to the Sounders not losing by three-plus goals or not losing two to nothing. Scoring. And if you can score first, you put immense pressure on New York City because they know they got to get three or four-plus, right? So... I think the Sounders are in a great spot right now, but we will see exactly what happens coming up on Wednesday. 
5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock kickoff over on 950KJR, 950AM, the iHeartRadio app. Just search 950KJR. That's how you'll get Wednesday's match for the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals. Leg 2, Sounders are in Harrison, New Jersey to face New York City FC. So once again, we have a lot coming up on tonight's show. Garth Logaway, Dylan Butler, a lot to get to. What an exciting week for your Sounders. And we haven't even mentioned Miami coming up on Saturday as well. We'll talk to Dylan a little bit about Inter-Miami CF later in the show as well. But right now, the focus is on what's happening 48 hours from right now, and that is CONCACAF Champions League Leg 2. We'll continue talking about it with the Sounders general manager and president of soccer, Garth Lagerway. That's next on Sounders Weekly on your radio home for the Rave Green, Sports Radio 93.3. That is 93.3. KJRFM.com. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 93.3, KJRFM. Welcome back to Sounders Weekly. Jackson Feltz here on the Rave Green Home on Radio Sports Radio 93.3, KJRFM, Seattle's only FM sports station. So great to be over now on the FM dial and crystal clear FM 93.3. Three. Thank you for making that switch. We're now exclusively on FM radio here on 93.3 here for KJR. Uh, once again for the Seattle Sounders, coming up here this Wednesday, the team will be in Harrison, New Jersey. They're actually in the East Coast already. Not sure if they're staying in New York or New Jersey, but they're playing in Harrison, New Jersey at Red Bull Arena. Kickoff set for 6 o'clock. Pre-match show at 5.30. You can listen to that on Sports Radio 950 KJR, 950 AM, our sister station, also the iHeartRadio app for 950. Uh, you can also watch it on FS1. Spanish language, you can listen in 1360 El Rey. Uh, and the Sounders, of course, with a chance to reach their first CONCACAF Champions League final of all time if they can get past New York. And we'll preview that match with Dylan Butler a little bit later on here in Sounders Weekly. But joining us right now is the Sounders general manager and president of soccer, Garth Lagerway. Good evening, Garth. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Jackson. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Garth. And I think that Brian Schmetzer and the team probably feeling decently okay right now, leading 3-1 to one here in the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals right now as the series continues on Wednesday. Let's talk about that right there. And, you know, for a fan, leading 3 to nothing over Club Leon and going into the second leg of Mexico in that series, it, it definitely felt pretty darn good, leading 3 nothing. But 3-1 to one certainly feels a little bit different. How does it feel different for you? Can you compare the emotions and what's going through you mentally and emotionally right now with a three to one lead going into Wednesday's second leg. Yeah. I mean, it's just that we're halfway there. You know, I think that the feelings are not dissimilar that way. You know, we have a good start, but uh, we got a long way to go. Um, just like we own New York city's a, an immensely talented team. Uh, they probably get Maxi Morales, you know, one of their best players back for the second leg. Uh, they're going to be at home. Uh, albeit in uh, a somewhat neutral venue. Um, and they're the defending champs. So, you know, I think that speaks for itself, uh, the challenge that we have in front of us on Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be a big challenge, and they may get Maxi Mack back, but certainly for the Sounders, getting Nuhu back will be big. So putting him in, whether he does play center back, whether he plays left back, you know, when we talked about Nuhu a couple weeks ago in terms of the question of have you gotten, you know, any calls on him after, you know, shutting down Mohamed Salah, but getting him back, that's going to help defensively and help defensively in a series where leading by two goals right now is is huge. It's certainly a good start, as we said. We're off on the right foot and love having Nuhu back. 
uh, irrespective of scoreline. You know, he's a guy that really helps us. And, uh, you know, that said, I thought Kellen Rowe did a good job deputizing for him uh, last time around. And, you know, with all these games coming up, Champions League and, and MLS, uh, Miami on the weekend, you know, we're going to need everybody. There's no doubt about that. And I for sure want to talk to you about Miami coming up. General Manager and President of Soccer, Garth Lagerway, joining us here on Sounders Weekly. Uh, looking on that defensive side, Yamar Gomez-Andrade had the high ankle sprain. Uh, what do you know about his status and his health situation right now? I would say we have no updates at this time on Yamar. Um, you know, the high ankle sprain is a, a potentially serious injury, and, uh, you know, we're working with him, and you know, he's making, I would call, incremental progress, but we don't yet have a, a timeline for when he might be back. Okay. All right, well, we'll stay up to date on that. We'll hear more on that in the weeks ahead. But obviously a two-game week, there is some fixture congestion, and, you know, we'll see if or what rotation exists at all here for this week. Um, and maybe we see Obed Vargas do play here, whether it's, you know, Wednesday, whether it's Saturday against Miami. Uh, Obed's a guy that we've talked about in years past, and we've kind of talked about him getting into that next level and being consistent and seeing those performances and early on in this season I think we've seen that what have you seen from the young Obed Vargas so far this year it's been a great start for him you know just just burst onto the scene and uh, you know played away games and tough venues already and has contributed uh, you know in a couple of different games so all things you like to see from young players. Um, as you said, I think he's going to get more opportunities this week, uh, and we hope he can continue to perform at that same high level. Yeah, the thing that consistency, that's something that we've talked about on the broadcast with, with guys like Pete Fewing and Danny Jackson and Wade Weber when he was on last year is just consistency, consistency. So we're only 10 games into the season, and, and we'll need to see that continuously out of Obed. And looking ahead to this week, we talked about obviously New York coming up in that second leg. But for Miami on Saturday, and, and that's kind of, it's funny, we're kind of almost overlooking that in this show tonight because so much focus goes until Wednesday. But Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. You get the return of DeAndre Yedlin, the hometown hero, the kid who went away and succeeded at so many levels, U.S. men's national team over there in the Premier League. But also Chris Henderson coming back to Seattle as well. You know, he's, he's, of course, leading Miami there. So for you and looking at Miami coming in, you obviously got to focus on the field, but, but how cool will it be to see kind of the returns of these hometown guys? It'll be awesome, you know, to, uh, certainly for me personally to see Chris, uh, you know, guy with whom I worked, you know, for close to a decade, um, who was, you know, absolutely exceptional in terms of what he added to the Sounders uh, for 12 years and then deservedly gets an opportunity to run uh, a big time team like Miami. So really excited for him, right? Really excited uh, to see him succeed. Uh, hopefully not against us on the weekend, <laughs> but uh, you know, it'll be great. And it'll be great to see DeAndre back. You know, I know our fans have waited a long time uh, for DeAndre to come back into the league and um, you know, no surprise that a, a Seattle guy, Chris Henderson was the, the one who brought him back to the league. Um, and he's really been outstanding for Miami so far. So uh, hopefully we can contain him and uh, hopefully the, the crowd uh, is able to still uh, give him a little bit of an ovation at the beginning because, uh, you know, the prodigal son has, has returned home, so to speak. There's going to be a huge ovation. You absolutely know that for sure when, when DeAndre's name is called. It's so funny, when the rumbling started that there was a possible return to MLS and he was kind of bouncing around there and you kind of wonder, okay, is it possible? Is it possible that DeAndre Yedlin could return to the Sounders? And there were so many questions, and I'm not sure I ever asked you just kind of point blank, you know, were you in any conversations about potentially bringing DeAndre back to the Seattle Sounders at any point? Yeah, I mean, over the last five years, we've had innumerable conversations with DeAndre and his representation and, you know, different iterations of different things with different clubs. And, 
you know, ultimately the, the hurdle that was always going to be there um, that was, you know, insurmountable in the end was the acquisition cost. Um, you know, we, we have a, a good right back, an all-star level right back in Alex Roldan in the squad. Uh, and we have a capable backup in uh, Kellen Rowe, uh, a guy who's very flexible. And it just didn't make sense to give up, uh, you know, Miami had to give up a starter. Uh, you know, or a good young player, I should say, uh, in McCoon to go to trade up in the allocation order to be able to select DeAndre. And it just didn't make sense for us to give up a player uh, to get DeAndre, um, you know, when we felt good about our right back situation uh, in the shape that it was in at the time. Right, for sure. But it's interesting to hear that you did have those conversations. So I guess what I also kind of take from that is looking forward is, you know, as so many Sounder fans are probably thinking right now, like, could it ever happen? Uh, I'm guessing the, the tagline there is the never say never. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, I mean, we need to be careful here because DeAndre sent our contract to another team. For so, sure, uh, yes. You know, yes. Can't speculate as to what our future interests might have been, but but I you know I feel comfortable telling you you know what happened over the last mm-hmm. couple of years in terms of uh, DeAndre always having a good relationship with the Sounders, always being in touch with us, you know not just with me but with Chris and with Craig Weibel and you know everybody in leadership. DeAndre's got great relationships here; uh, he always will, and, and obviously we wish him the best. Uh, wherever he's playing. Absolutely so. Well, Garth Logway is our guest, Sounders General Manager, President of Soccer. And Garth, I think we have time for one more here. And we, we talked about Steve Cook last week, you know, taking over in the, with the Academy. And I love time talking about, you know, these sort of personnel questions and, and digging in deeper to a lot of the people that maybe Sounder fans haven't heard about, like a, a Steve Cook that we got to kind of, you know, bring some light to last week. And and another person that I think we've mentioned a number of times over the years is Ravi Ramenini, who, uh, of course, you know, was last year the vice president of analytics. He's done so much for this team. You've mentioned his name a number of times over the year. But Ravi Remenity is no longer with the Seattle Sounders. And the analytics of sports is a big conversation that can you know go all across. I mean, you're obviously a, a baseball fan, and and you see it in baseball, you know, at, at a measurable number, and then in football as well. We're seeing analytics come in, and and soccer as well, obviously. And Ravi did such an amazing job with that. So. Overall, I'm kind of wondering, with Ravi's departure, how have you been able to kind of fill that hole in, and, and how has that kind of process been, you know, looking at that specific personnel spot? Yeah, so we were able to bring in Tyler Cox from Arsenal. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, Ravi is uh, obviously an outstanding employee, again, for a decade with the team, you know, influential um you know, in, in every aspect of what we did with analytics, I think really took us to the cutting edge of the field, at least within MLS, uh, was himself a pioneer in how to use some of that data 
So we, uh, we, we certainly uh, mourn his loss. But uh, Tyler uh, worked with Robbie's wife. Sarah is also an uh, analyst and uh, also uh, one of the leading uh, voices in the field. And she worked for Arsenal. And so uh, she recommended Tyler to us. Uh, and so we feel like we kind of kept it in the family. Um, and we were able to get uh, after you know interviewing a number of candidates um, from various diverse backgrounds, uh, we were able to to land on Tyler as a guy that we were really excited about, and Tyler's done a great job so far. And uh, you know we think he's going to pick up the torch and carry it seamlessly uh, from Robbie into the future. Well, that's cool that you can bring in somebody of that stature from a Premier League club. And and despite the fact that I'm a Tottenham fan and I have certain feelings about Arsenal, Garth, um, despite that, uh, I I will be very happy with the addition and can look at it as, as a major Premier League addition from a side such as Arsenal, despite the fact that they are Arsenal. So uh, that's very cool. Uh, and we'll continue to talk about these kind of personnel moves on a week-to-week basis here as they kind of pop up. And I kind of want to you know bring more light to, to the people who, who make the Sounders organization what they are and, and make you guys so successful on a week-to-week basis. So, listen, man, we'll be rooting on Wednesday, obviously. Massive CONCACAF game. Chance to get to the first CONCACAF final in club history. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, Saturday's return of Henderson and Yedlin. It should be a fun, fun week ahead, Garth. We appreciate the time. Uh, looking forward to everything coming up in the next few days. You got it, Jackson. Thanks for having me. Garth Lagaway, Sounders General Manager and President of Soccer. And before we move on, Sounder fans, even the greatest athletes, make sure to take the time to catch up with their friends over on Michelob Ultra because they know that the joy is the whole game, not the end game. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And as we transition on Sounders Weekly after Garth Lagerway's hit, every single week we have Around the Sound where Andrew Harvey, Puget Sound soccer expert, takes us around the sound and he updates us on all things Tacoma Defiance, OAL Rain, and Ballard FC. Take it away, Andrew. Big goings-on around the sound, Jackson. Tacoma Defiance suffered its first defeat of the season on Sunday, falling 4-3 on the road to St. Louis City 2. Alfonso Ocampo-Chavez bagged his fourth of the season, and Soda Kitahara knocked in a goal with two minutes remaining, but the club was unable to pull off the comeback. Tacoma is back at it for their first official match against Vancouver Whitecaps FC2 since 2017. Whitecaps 2 used to operate a club in the USL back then, but then folded in favor of an affiliate partnership with Fresno FC, which also folded in 2019. Tacoma takes on the Caps at Starfire Stadium on Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific. That match can be viewed on MLSNextPro.com. O.L. Reign had the weekend off as the U.S. women's national team faced off against Uzbekistan, winning 9-1. The club's Alana Cook and Rose Lavelle started in the drubbing of the visitors, while Sofia Huerta played just over 20 minutes as a substitute. The Stars and Stripes are back in action against Uzbekistan tomorrow at 4 p.m. on ESPN2, while O.L. Reign resumes the Challenge Cup play this Thursday against San Diego Wave FC at Lumen Field at 7 p.m. By the way, you can grab tickets for both this Thursday's match and this Sunday's home match against Angel City FC with two match packs starting at just $30 online at olrain.com tickets. Finally, Ballard FC officially unveiled its secondary kit, The Brothers, last week. The black base kit features an illustration of the Brothers Mountain Range in the Olympics, viewable from Ballard, and currently available for pre-order online. The club also announced the signings of Penn forward Charlie Gaffney, Western Washington defender Theo Steinmetz, and NIU forward Kevin Galliano. The trio of Washington natives bring the total club roster to 24 as they get set for their opener in May. I'm Andrew Harvey, and this has been Around the Sound. 
Andrew Harvey, Puget Sound soccer expert, takes us around the sound. And as he mentioned, those the brothers, the Ballard FC jersey that they came out, the black with the mountains, unfreaking believable. Ballard FC's jersey game right now is just killer, on point. Cannot wait to get that. Uh, both jerseys that they have are just amazing. That club is doing some bright, bright things. Uh, one more note, Sounders FC and Boeing are teaming up to support the Washington Youth Soccer Community Corner on match days this season. Join us in stadium as we welcome Washington youth soccer players and coaches to cheer on the rave green, courtesy of Boeing. We'll take a break and come back and look ahead to the Sounders match coming up this Wednesday in Harrison, New Jersey against New York City FC. It's the CONCACAF Champions League semifinal second leg against NYCFC. Dylan Butler of MLS Soccer, he will join us once again next to preview that match and also look ahead to Miami a little bit. That's coming up next on Sounders Weekly on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Alpineclean.com. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC. Seattle Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Welcome back, everybody. Jackson Feltz here. Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. We're on the FM dial talking all things Sounders FC here in Sounders Weekly. Thank you for joining us here tonight. Sounders, they are going to be heading, or they are in right now, New Jersey or New York for a match against New York City FC. It's the second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals coming up on Wednesday at Red Bull Arena in Harrison, New Jersey, where New York City FC isn't even hosting a match in their home state. Uh, We joked about that earlier and we'll continue to, but joining us right now here on the show is the man who joined us last week to talk New York City FC, Dylan Butler. He's an MLSsoccer.com editor, contributor, uh, and he covers all things MLS. We'll talk about uh, all things MLS as well, but specifically New York City. Uh, Dylan Butler joining us right now. Dylan, thanks so much for coming back on this show. I know I was annoying the first time, so I appreciate you doing this again. <laughs> not annoying at all. And uh, listen, it's a two-leg series, so yeah, why not? Bring me in for the second leg as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And so thanks so much for coming back. Let's, before anything else, just get your initial thoughts on that first leg. Sounders, take it 3-1. to one. Uh, I'll just leave it open to, to what your takeaways were from that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of what we talked about leading in kind of played out, right? Um, a fascinating chess match. I thought highly entertaining. Um, both teams going for it, right? All the things you want to see, right? In a, in a, in a Champions League match or just a, any match, right? Like whether it's regular season or the playoffs. So I thought certainly um, high entertainment value. And the Sounders maybe played the best brand of themselves that – you know, I've seen probably in, 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 in quite a while, right? Like they were really, really good. Um, NYCFC was pretty good too, but just, you know, not on that same level. It was clearly the Sounders were the best team. Um, I thought, I thought a soft penalty to be fair, but listen, uh, I, I love, I love Ronnie Dialet post game, you know, like, look, th- this is now a couple of decisions. And, and, you know, we heard from, from, from pro the referees network about, you know, the botched penalty up in Toronto, but this is one too, where, where maybe a little bit of a tinge of controversy, but he says, I'm not, let, let's, let's get off the talk of the referees, right? Like let's defend the cross better. We were not doing that well enough. So he put it on his team, which uh, you like to see, right? Like you hate to sort of see sort of maybe cop outs, right. From, from coaches sometimes about, about officiating. But um, I think the third goal massive for, for Seattle, that said, it's not the end of the world for NYCFC, right? And, and we'll break it down a little more. But 
you know, two nil with the road goal, you know, they go through. So I think it's all to play for. And I, and I think, again, it sets up for a really enticing second leg as well. I think you're absolutely right, Dylan. And before we move on and talk about that second leg, let's one more thought on the first leg. And you mentioned Ronnie Dyla, the New York City FC head coach there. And one of the things that I saw post game uh, on Twitter was that he said that New York City FC quote, controlled 80 to 90% of the game. <laughs> now, just looking at the statistics of Sounders' possession, 55%, leading in shots the Sounders did, 12 to 9, big chances, 4 to 1. I mean, overall, the statistics did not show that New York City controlled 80 to 90% of the game. So that kind of took me by by surprise. What are your thoughts on that quote and, and overall if he's any part accurate? No, I mean, I, you know, look, I, 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 I chuckle, right? Like sometimes <laughs> coaches math isn't quite necessarily what everybody else's math is. Right. So I would suspect to, to read into it a little more, just uh, maybe playing on their terms. I don't know, but again, you're right. Um, I think, I think the Sounders did, I think for a, for a road team, you know, they did pretty well, right? Like, yeah possessing the ball and, and, and at times certainly taking the game to the Sounders, they scored a fantastic goal. I thought the goals were very good, right. As well, like for both teams, um, uh, you know, high, high level goals, high level play, you know, it's what, again, you expect from a champions league matchup, uh, especially in a semifinal, right? Like you hate some of these matchups where like the road team just sort of looks to, you know, play 10 behind the ball, maybe hit them on a counter, maybe get a set piece goal. You know, NYCFC was not doing that. They were, they were coming to play. Um, the, the Sounders obviously were, were, were coming to play. And I thought that's what we saw, right? Just a really great, a great match. And I think you even heard Brian Smetzer talk about that as well, post-match about uh, also the job not being done, right? Like we, we saw like sort of the, the inside the locker room yeah. sort of quotes, right? Which was, which is funny because, you know, he's like, what does this mean now? And, and I think it was right. Right. Christian was like, we're off tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Two days no. off. Yeah. No, it means, <laughs> it means the job's not done. This is what he was uh, alluding to, obviously. And um, um, again, I think a lot of injury, I think if that's, if that third goal maybe doesn't happen, um, I think NYCFC will feel a lot more confident, right. Having Nick the away goal. But again, I think it's fun. I, I love these. I, I kind of wish, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. MLS playoffs went back to two legs as well, just because there's so much intrigue sort of between the legs, right? Like, so now NYCFC's got to come and play, right? But if Seattle gets the road goal now, that really, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different ways and how do you attack it and how do you play it? And, and you've got a week sort of to... to one digest what happened and then look forward to what's going to happen. And, yeah. and as you mentioned, you, you know, you can look at different quotes, right. And, and what people said after the game. So I think it's uh that's why I love two leg series. You know, I get, I get the drama and the intrigue of, of just that 90 or plus minutes of deciding something, but 
for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of just across two legs, right? Like yeah. home and away, let's play it, and, and, and the best team will win. Dylan Butler is our guest, MLSsoccer.com editor, uh, covers all things MLS and specifically and especially New York City FC. And this is our Sharp Vision opponent outlook, by the way, here on Sounders Weekly, uh, here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. So, Dylan, we're talking about leg two coming up on Wednesday there in Harrison, New Jersey. Uh, really quick before anything else, what do you think the crowd and, and the atmosphere is going to be like in Harrison, New Jersey, as opposed to Yankee Stadium? So that's a great question because it's been a very, very sore point for NYCFC fans, right? Nobody wants to play in your most hated rivals stadium, right? <laughs> right, so right. Like, certainly, certainly, I'm sure Sounders fans, not that, you know, it wouldn't make sense because you're that say far it. Oh, away. Don't, but... even, don't even put that evil in the world. I, I know, know what you're about to I'm say. I'm just saying. Maybe throw up in my mouth. See, and now, and now, yep. you know, you're an NYCFC fan, and and as Red Bull fans love to kind of joke, you know, you you've lived this a little bit of a nomadic experience these last couple of years, just because of you know having to share a baseball stadium, and 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 the Yankees, obviously, you know, they're the main tenants, and you know, you try to find places to play other matches, and the and these Champions League games because of where they are, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's you just can't play at Yankee Stadium. Now, yeah, listen, this is very, very intriguing because if this was a regular season game, I don't think you'd see many fans at all just because NYCFC fans are, are, are super frustrated, one, at, at, at the lack of anything going on with, with construction or, or word of a, of a permanent home. And then, you know, you hear from the club, yeah, you know, we're trying not to play it. We don't want to play Red Bull. All our games this year are going to be Elsewhere, and then all of a sudden, you you know, lo and behold, you're at Red Bull for for one of the biggest matches in the club's history, right? So, yeah. it's a delicate balance. I don't know. I I don't know what NYCFC fans would do. If I if I were an NYCFC fan, I think I would just swallow my pride at least for this match and go right. Like, yeah. and it's not like it's super far, right? You just take a train, you, you drive over. Uh, it's a beautiful arena. Um, there's good places to eat and 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 to drink around there. So it's not like you can't make it a good experience. I, I would just swallow my pride for this match just because of how important it is for my club. But yeah. again, I'm not, you know, I'm a journalist. I'm not a fan. I can't speak for them, but that is one of my, one of the intriguing things for me is just sort of how the NYCFC fan will, will react to, to this match. Yeah. Will they come out and force? Will they sit home and just say, screw it? Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll find out. Well, we will find out, Dylan. And looking at on the field then, because Sounders currently leading 3-1, to one. we know New York is going to have to come out and score at least a couple goals. So the first 15 minutes could be very interesting. So I'll just leave this open-ended. How do you think this match is going to go? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll come out red hot early so i think the sounders maybe need to need to uh just deal a little bit with that storm or you know weather that storm early on maybe the first 15 20 minutes um and then and then let certainly not concede right away right i think i think a goal in the first 15 20 minutes you know i mean talk about game on right like then it's just it's wide open at that point but i think the sounders certainly have enough quality where while you are defending, you know, there'll be numbers to attack. I think, I think NYCFC, while I don't think they're going to push all their numbers forward right away, there'll be opportunities certainly to hit them on a counter. And then 
um, the Sounders know as well, right? If if we can get a goal, we really can play this on our on our terms and and really put NYCFC under a, a ton of pressure. So um, I don't think it'll be one way traffic. I think we'll we'll again see an open kind of free flowing game, but I think certainly a little bit more cautious, maybe a little bit closer to the vest for the Sounders because you know they 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 know what happens if they concede. But again, this is why I love these two two leg series. But they also know what happens if they score a goal, right? So it's like, yeah. it's a it's a again the chess match. I think is uh, really really uh, fun to watch as it was in the first one. As you know, it will be in this one as well. Yeah, we talked about that chess match last week, and it will just continue between Ronnie Dial and Brian Schmetzer here coming up on Wednesday night there in Harrison, New Jersey. Hey, Dylan, while we have you, and we just we have a couple more minutes here, so really quickly, I wanted yeah. to kind of get your thoughts because. On top of having CONCACAF action on Wednesday, the Sounders are also facing Inter-Miami CF on Saturday back here at Lumen Field. And it'll be the return of DeAndre Yedlin, you know, to basically, you know, five minutes from where he went to high school here in Seattle, his hometown. That'll be a, an amazing homecoming. You know, so for Sounder fans who probably haven't even seen, we haven't even played Inter-Miami yet here in since they kind of right. came into MLS. What are your impressions of Inter-Miami and, and what they're all about? Well, certainly there's that there's that great connection, right, with Chris Henderson, and and yep. um, you guys know him obviously really well, and and I, and I think, <clears throat> look, win, lose, or draw, I think just the fact that he's been able to virtually turn this entire roster over in in a couple of months is remarkable, right? So like, yeah, they might not make the playoffs, they might get the wooden spoon, who knows? But I think he deserves a ton of credit, just you know, within a, within all of the, the MLS rules and, and restrictions and also dealing with their own, you know, restriction because of uh, the sanctions that MLS had levied upon them to be able to get younger and, and uh, maybe get a little bit more athletic. Uh, I, I think it, you know, huge kudos to, to Hondo for, for doing that massive, uh, massive sort of work there right now on the field. It's, still very much a work in progress. Um, they'll come in, I think, to this game, certainly uh, buoyed by a, a, a win where it's really interesting because, you know, they kind of jettisoned some of their older, more veteran guys, right? And the guy who stayed was Gonzalo Higuain, and yet he was out with a kind of what they're calling a knock, but who, whether it was or not, we don't know, right? But like, um, he doesn't play, and you know, magically they actually look a lot better, right? Without him, which uh, Leo Campana scores the first ever hat trick in the club's uh, short history, and um, their wings played really well. And uh, I, I think it'll be, you know, they they kind of switched their formation a little bit, looked more like they were in a four three three in this one. So, yeah, I think. Uh, I think the Yedlin storyline will be the biggest, right? Especially mm-hmm. for Sounders fans welcoming, uh, you know, the hometown hero kind of a thing back. Um, but what to expect week to week for Miami? Who knows, right? Like mm-hmm. I, a couple if, before this match, I would have told you for sure, Wooden Spoon is going to South Beach. Now, <laughs> I don't think they're necessarily out of the woods, right? But uh, it's just, I think it just speaks to to a team still trying to find its way where it's, it's, you don't know what to expect week in and week out. Whereas as you guys know full well, what makes the Sounders 
one of the best teams is you do know that going week to week, right? Mm-hmm. Like you do know what to expect. And um, that's why they're competing for MLS cups and supporter shields. And, and now the champions league as well. Well, Dylan, I don't know because uh, until since Cincinnati doesn't get the wooden spoon, I'm fully <laughs> going to believe every single year they're going to end up with it. But hey, they got a couple wins this year. I guess you never know. Or San Jose. I know they're having a rough start. Uh, I, we don't unfortunately have time to talk to you about MLS as a whole, maybe in a week ahead where there's no game being played. We can talk to you about MLS overall, because I'd love to pick your brain as somebody who knows about the entire league. Dylan, this was again, awesome. Definitely going to, be be calling you again at some point here in the future to talk more MLS. This is so much fun. Uh, so thank you again for coming on. This has been awesome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. My pleasure. Dylan Butler there. He's an MLSsoccer.com editor, follows all things MLS and New York City FC. And that was tonight's opponent outlook presented by Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, the official LASIK provider of Sounders FC. Well, that will do it for the show tonight. I want to thank Garth Lagerway, want to thank Dylan Butler, and of course, Andrew Harvey with Around the Sound. If you missed any of tonight's show, check out the podcast on sportsradiokjr.com and the iHeartRadio app. Just search Sounders Weekly. And one more note, I know we've talked a lot about CONCACAF Champions League, we were just talking about Inter-Miami coming up. Should note very quickly on that, that's Saturday, this Saturday, April 16th at Lumen Field. Kickoff set for 7 p.m. Pre-match show is going to be at 6.30. You can get tickets at soundersfc.com slash tickets. You can watch the match on FS1. Check soundersfc.com slash schedule for more broadcast details as the match approaches. And Saturday's match is presented by Premier Blue Cross, always in your corner. But the focus for the team, for me at least, is on Wednesday. CONCACAF Champions League semifinal second leg in Harrison, New Jersey. Sounders, New York City. Seattle's up 3-1 right now. Can they hold on and make the first CONCACAF Champions League final in club history? We will talk to you at 5.30 on Wednesday, 6 o'clock kickoff over on KJR 9.50 a.m. Sports Radio 9.50 a.m. KJR this Wednesday for Sounders and New York City. We will talk to you then. Fox Sports. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.